0: Can you talk about the leadership with your team here? You guys are doing a really good job, kind of coming through. Can you talk elaborate a little more on that?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know certain guys obviously are dependent on to uh, to lead the way, and you know everybody else does a great job following that uh, that footprint. So um, that's something we take pride in as leaders to um, you know come to play and uh, you know kind of drag everybody into the fight. So that's been it's uh, been good to see.
0: Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast presented by Bel Air Cleaners and Dry Cleaners uh, in Calgary. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Uh, we have our uh, co-host and uh, an amazing guest. He's uh, always back with us. He's the uh, hockey analyst with uh, Roger Sportsnet, and he is a two-time Stanley Cup champion, a longtime executive in the National Hockey League. Uh, Mike Fute, how's it going? Wow, co-host. They got a boost. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I just started saying co-host a bit. You went in there, hey?
1: Holy yeah. smokes! Yeah, you get to change the resume. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. change the paychecks too, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. How are um, how are things going? Anything new and exciting in your world?
1: Just amazed at all these. Look, uh, just watching the games and staying current. And uh, it's it's just amazing when you look at some of the teams that that you have this feeling that they're still Stanley Cup contenders, yet when you look at the standings, they're like one point into the playoff picture. So (laughs) there's a few teams, I think, that the expectations were so high. And um, it's quite, I mean, like, I obviously Toronto, I'm in Toronto, so and I've been going to a lot of their games live, and I can feel the tension surrounding the team uh, from the outside and, and an internal confidence that they seem to have. I mean, I think Mitch Marner went a little overboard with how excellent they're playing recently. Um, But it just shows what a confident group they are. And, uh, but it's amazing how many games they've lost. Like they haven't had their one team though, that's even throughout their their long losing streaks always seems to get points here and there. Uh, Even like Los Angeles, when they went on that long, they were still getting six or seven overtime shootout points. So uh, it, it just seems strange, but you look at that standing and, and you, can't have those long losing streets and and then Edmonton, you know, they did, and look, then they run off eleven in a row, and all is all is great, and all is sweet at home. But I'll tell you, it's it's just amazing to look at the standings and the teams that could be on the outside looking in if they don't get their act together. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely a lot to cover. Um, uh, before we get into all that, uh, we have a new sponsor with us. Uh, so it's Baller, uh, uh Dry Cleaners in Calgary. So they uh, they even do your laundry. So. Uh, and they partnered up with Day One Dads here. And uh, they've also partnered up with the captain of the of the Calgary Flames, Michael Backlund. So they have a promo code, uh, Backlund. So you guys use that promo code. 5% of every dollar um, uh, earned in that uh, donation will be uh, donated back to Men's Mental Health. So it's a, it's a new program. Uh, these guys just kind of partnered up with Backlund within the last maybe five, six days. Um, and they're here joining us for the next 30 days and hopefully longer, but uh, in partnership with Day One Dads Dry Cleaners. So um beller dry cleaner so yeah check them out uh they're on instagram we'll tag them in our uh in our show notes and everything like that so you guys can uh, take a look and then uh yeah use that promo code backland i think michael backland the other day from what i understand just used it so they uh, they came over to his house they picked up his dry cleaning or his uh his laundry they brought it in uh washed it all and then folded it and brought it all back to him so uh that's the kind of oh, service oh. you're getting
1: yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty is, cool. Eh? Backlund taking a little bit of a hiatus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, are they just on tour announcing the team's lineup as a family now? Just just yeah. To under anymore? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So uh yeah, that was pretty nice by Tilly there. So uh no. and, yeah, and obviously Backlund's a good friend of our of our podcast. So uh yeah, check those guys out. But uh yeah, um let's get to our flames report and a preview of this game tonight. The Leafs versus the uh the flames and uh, also, we'll uh plug our another sponsor, Martaloo Barbershop. I just got my hair done there, Futes. If you can see, holy shade, um, boy, yeah, yeah, got the beard all trimmed up, so I'm looking pretty. Well, fresh. You're a media
1: guy now, full time, so you better you
0: gotta look good better, all the time, right? Gotta be trimming up
1: all the time, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh,
0: yeah, so boys there at uh, Martaloo in uh, Calgary, there, uh, Nick and his uh, his team do an amazing job, but uh, I would agree, you know, I was listening to Toronto Radio yesterday, um, you know, it's uh, it's not the Mitch Marner's not young. You're 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 definitely right on that. Like that's kind of. Uh, I think the thing is, and the and the thing that I get too, and I I you know I'll piggyback off some of the comments and some of the the ex- experts in Toronto that were saying is that Mitch Marner looks awkward in media. Like he doesn't look like he's comfortable even speaking to the media, and uh, it's always it's always us against the world um, with him. So usually, what you heard from him after the loss in Edmonton, we usually hear that when they get eliminated in the playoffs. So we usually get that in like May or April or something like that. We don't get it in January, but we got it in January. So I think as fans or as media or whatnot, you would kind of want them to stand up and be like, you know, you're pissed off. Yeah. We're not happy with what's going on here. Um, You know, and then obviously uh, Sheldon Keith, the, the team didn't practice yesterday in Calgary, which Keith did a, a media veil. And, uh, you know, obviously the focal point was TJ Brody and, you know, and obviously Keith kind of went out and said, I don't know who I'm going to trust right now. And so it's an interesting thing here. Uh, everyone knows I'm a Leaf fan and as I get into the media side of things, I'm trying to maybe pull that back a little bit more. So, um, but, uh, you know, I got a lot of, we'll get into another debate on this with Austin Matthews. Uh, it, it is amazing how this media market here in Edmonton and the fans, like they despise Austin Matthews. Like he's the worst player in the world. We'll get into that in a bit. We'll tease that there, but we'll go back. But um, what do you expect tonight? Do you expect the Leafs to kind of bounce back and get going here? Because the Flames are pretty are rolling pretty good too. They got a four game win streak. But where where are you at with this game tonight?
1: I think it's a it's a critical game. I don't think I think the Flames have put themselves in a situation just from the Calgary standpoint that. <clears throat> I mean they they traded Zadorov. I mean, we went over at length the uh before we came on here, the amount of UFAs that are there. And the analogy I guess it be, I just saw what the Raptors did yesterday. Um, you know, where they're they're kind of they're on the cusp, they look good some nights. And then instead of having Pascal Siakam walk, I mean, whether they got a great load for him, I mean three firsts, you know, they brought in some options, they've given themselves some. Uh, opportunities to you know make some more deals before the deadline so they're not left with it with anything uh, nothing and then you you turn the clock back for Calgary uh, when Tree was still there and you know you're kind of hovering on the edge you're, you're you're not giving yourself enough confidence that you should just be adding 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 because you've been so vastly inconsistent throughout the year um, whatever your excuses were uh, whether you were blaming Daryl or whether you just weren't accountable uh, and now you have a team that's playing better hockey but if you don't make some moves with some of these UFAs and you go back into one of your tailspins, um, which this team has shown they're very capable of doing, I know you've got to think positive thoughts, then you could be left holding the bag on a lot of guys that could walk for nothing. And I think that's very, very dangerous, especially the caliber of like the Lindholms and the, and the Tanavs of the world that are available. I know Hannafin's available, but I mean, they've said, kind of said they're quietly kind of negotiating to keep him around. So there's just some huge moves to be, uh, to be pondered. And uh, again, you look at Toronto who has struggled mightily to hold leads lately. And this isn't like, like last year, uh, this team every year finds a different way to get the outside noise going. Um, Even when they're doing wonderful, magical things on the ice. Like, I mean, and I I don't argue like that pass that Mitch made to start the game the other night was there's maybe a handful of guys in the world that can make that pass. But then they find ways to collapse and give up. You know, guys are really struggling. And this doesn't have, uh, there's not that depth on the back end where, you know, like Jake Muzzin could settle things down uh, when he was healthy and playing. And I, I just, I'm very, <laughs> when you're talking about Benoit as arguably your second or third best defenseman, and he's just supposed to be a feel-good story, get him in the lineup, you know, last pairing guy. It's a battle and it's a struggle. And I think they've really got to find a way. Sheldon seems to. I mean, last year, uh, in the first game of the season, I mean, I think he got on the the core four a little bit and then he had to roll it back and kind of apologize and talk about how great they were. And over the last couple of weeks, he's been he's been pretty consistently barking at how disappointed he is with the way these guys are. And he's not saying they're not magical players they're not they're not worth the money they're getting, but they've got to find a way to play a certain style because they don't have that depth on the back end that everybody's got to be accountable. And and when they play with like a pack mentality defense, they throw games up. Like, I don't know who it was. It might've been Colorado. Who they play, not Colorado. That was, they had such a thorough victory the week before. Um,
0: LA, they won three, nothing. Yeah,
1: that was it in LA. And that was as thorough a game as you can play. And LA is another team to me. That's just built for the playoffs, but the Leafs just did all the little things. Right. And then, and then their skill took over. So this is a huge game for them because we keep talking here about who we're going to get in the first round. And I know internally, they, I, I still very much think this is a playoff team, but there's really no easy fix here. Like yeah. it's not like um, Brad does not been, Kyle did not leave him with a lot of assets to make this team better. And you can see, I mean, obviously Nice was just being talked about as, you know, when they're going to build his next statue above him and early and rightfully so because he's a real good hockey player, but he's clearly tailed off. And it looks like some of the pressures and rigors of playing your first season have caught up to his game, and and then you see some of the new signings that are struggling. That's not they're not working hard, but Max is kind of looking to find his way some nights. Bertuzzi looks he looks engaged some nights. He looks all over the map the next night, and uh, and again, it's you got a team that's supposed to be terminally you know much tougher. I mean, I know Reeves is out, but the other night Matthews gets cross checked. I was talking to uh, Wendell Clark at the game about it, and we were just shaking our head that, you know, that was that's an issue that was supposed to be addressed, Yeah, uh, that you don't take liberties on your star players. And that, that was clearly, you know, a couple games early in the season, they showed that ability to stick up for each other. And then it's like, hey, we can do that, so that's stop doing it. And those things, in order to be champions, those things have to come by natural, uh, it, just natural, not by reminder from the media how bad it looked or something. It just should be an internal button that goes off um and you turn it up a notch when that those kind of things are happening and these are the lessons that the Leafs I think you summed it up best we usually hear these kind of comments after an early exit in the playoffs and to hear them this early um it's a little different it's another different path of uh, of conflict and and they're good enough to ring off eight or nine ten wins in a row but I mean I'm sure when they looked in the mirror they were at the beginning of the year they didn't think Samsonov would be coming up from the minors to back up and You know, the chant fans would be chanting Sammy because he makes a a save in a regular season game just to give him a little bit of props. And then, you know, you've got Martin Jones, who thank God Tree pulled that one out of his hat, or who knows would be a net for the Leafs right now. You've got question marks with Hall's defense and with Wall. I mean, with Wall's injury. And then you've got guys like Geo that, and Geo's still got something in the tank, but you, you can't play Geo 25, 24 minutes a night and expect to get the same same polished product you need and it just seems to be those defense pairings are just out of whack right now and it's not an easy fix
0: no no it's uh it's definitely not and yeah they got the they got their work ahead ahead of them here the one thing i would say to like that i didn't mind with like marner's just because recently um you know it's not like i've been in the press box for a long time but just talking to players And then the players that I just know personally, they, they, they actually, it drives them nuts that people just go and find the negative. And like, I'm not trying to throw Pierre LeBrunt under the bus here, but like I did tweet at something he tweeted at because he's, it is what it is. Like that's, that's what sells. His article is like, Oh, it's doom and gloom and everything's over. It's like, they're the worst team ever. So, and, and I, and I get it. He's, he's a Habs kind of guy. So maybe he, you know, and that's another narrative that I have too. It's like, okay, like you, you're a fan or you're a fan. Like, I, I I don't believe in like being a media guy and you're just a, you're just there to watch the game and, and report on this. Like if you're like covering a team on a full-time basis feuds, in my opinion, you're a fan of the team. I've seen it firsthand. So no one could argue with me that maybe everyone's a little bit different, but 90% of the guys covering the team are fans. So when they're speaking or their articles or they're asking questions, they're asking questions as a fan, not only as a media guy too. So it's, I don't know, like the thing with
1: Mitchie, the Mitchie though, looks like, I think he takes a little bit more on himself too, because he is a Toronto based guy. He is he yeah, a lot of proud in it. And he looks like when he comes out, like he's just taking a deep breath, like you said, and he's about to, yeah. he's about to explode. Right. Yeah. And uh, he's a very confident guy, uh, uh, cocky, but he's, he's, it's worked for him because he's that good, but it can rub people the wrong way. And uh, again,
0: That's what happened yesterday. Well, but
1: respectfully, they put themselves in that position. Their lack of playoff success and every year having to address it that way. And now, you know, a breath of fresh air, you know, you got a new general manager comes in, but he's kind of really handcuffed on what he can do with the lack of assets and and cap space. Uh, So you're trying to redefine the same group and put different pieces around it on the outside. And I, I've always respected Brad for being able to do that uh, and finding ways inside of cap problems. I even what he did with Cal, with Calgary to get some of those players in after after Gujro and Tuchuk moved on. So it's a it's 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 a really tough battle in a Canadian market. But um, that being said, that's that's why they get the big bucks in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I, if they ever find a way to cross that border and get to the victory side, they'll be they'll be like there'll be streets named after these guys and they'll be set for life. So
2: yeah.
1: uh, it's just a grind getting through it. And they can tell it waves a little bit more in Mitch. Cause it always seems, you know, uh, they are, there's always a bit of a forgiveness, forgiveness with Ma- Matthews. And uh, now they're right on Tavares about his, you know, skating and, and uh, how he's fallen off the map yeah. and, uh, and, you know, N- Willie hasn't scored since he got big tickets. So they're all over him. And I guess the big guy that's taking the heat right now is Sheldon. And um and that's, I mean, that's, it is what it is. I mean, that's, it'll be interesting to see what happens because, uh, again, this is just rumor and speculation. And I think Sheldon, obviously, these guys have a lot of respect for him because they were talked about whether they wanted him back and, and how much they, they like him as their coach. But you've got to perform. And um, I don't like them, if, if they decide to do something with the coach, I don't like the sliding the assistant over. Uh, I don't think it, it's very seldom has any, positive effect other than I think they might have done it with Craig Barube, but that's a unique situation with a unique player. I, I just, I find, I, I don't like that move at all. And to just make a move, you got to have somebody that Brad, if he ever goes down that path that he's really comfortable with who he's bringing in. Yeah, right. I mean, I, whether it's, if it's a Joel Campbell or somebody like that that that's, was the name
0: I was going to go with but obviously that's a little bit deeper because you got to go with the NHL and see if. well
1: I mean I don't, yeah you do but I think at some point and maybe it's deeper than that but uh, I mean you want to go deeper I, I would be if I was Brad I'd be I, I'd be at Corey Perry's house picking him up in London and, and getting him added to this mix as well because yeah. obviously not knowing what happened it couldn't have been that egregious not me not taking any away from it was obviously an issue but to be reinstated this quickly, it, it, it can't be as horrific as it was initially touted. And, um and this with everything
0: guy, we heard too, is if this happened in 31 other organizations, yeah, that, but, be I, but I just, just
1: don't want to take yeah. it because yeah. obviously yeah. the fact that the, the death Corey went to apologize, it was wrong. So you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to measure it, especially when you don't know what the heck happened. Correct. But that yeah. being said, Corey Perry, when he's on teams, he doesn't allow teams to sleepwalk. Um,
2: other
1: the way some of these teams have and I mean if I was even Edmonton uh I mean he might have a little bit of trouble keeping up with some of the Oilers but he's, yeah. the perfect, he's the perfect fit for one of those teams and um I always thought for me I thought if they're kind of minimum guys that are ready to do it if you ever hired Kenville and I'd get Taze and Perry in there in a heartbeat to kind of just put a little bit of your bottom six just guys have been there done that uh, more shields for the top guys just to be able to play and then find a way to get another defenseman and um, moving some salary out or some sign of it because there's something missing still in that ability to push and in that in that stuff that you would hope that the bad habits that come with not defending each other and you know and, and sloppy blowing leads and stuff that hasn't been a big part of the Leafs in the past it's it's more to me the makeup of their current crew with whether it's injuries etc that it's it's you got to play hard to keep the puck other than that but it's it'll be interesting and as as i said these ones aren't easy fixes because just you said you pull up the you pull up the standings and look how many teams want the same thing or need the same thing yeah and how many teams have salary cap space to make it happen so it'll be interesting to see if a team that maybe like a arizona that's hung around uh, you know is a team that adds somebody at the deadline that not as a rental player, but somebody that's gonna be a part of their future because so many teams, like you look what Anaheim's got up on the board for, for trade bait, but how how do you get those players in? Like I'm sure Toph would love to see uh um our boy there from uh, Gibson come rolling out Anaheim in to save the to Devil's crease, but where do you where do you find the cap space to make that happen?
0: Yeah, they're uh they're fighting it for right now, the the devils. Um our boy Toph and and them too. So uh, um, they got a big. Uh, they got they got Friday Saturday uh, game here. So uh, so a big one. Big ones uh, coming up for the New Jersey Devils. We talked about in the last podcast too. But uh, um, just to finish up on the leaf theme, I don't know. I look at is Brad Tree Living has eighteen months. I'm not saying like in, when I say eighteen months, like his contracts lo- His contracts longer. But the situation with all the contracts in terms of what his player wise, he has eighteen months to improve his roster. To the way it should be for a Stanley Cup contender, I don't think he should be adding anything at this deadline because he doesn't have much. Because Kyle Dubas pretty much gave away everything, so you got to keep what you have and just I, I as a as, as you would say as a Leaf fan and and that it's, it's tougher because he has higher you know there's a new CEO there with uh, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, so they got a new boss at at the helm and you know they need to probably go farther in the playoffs here to. You know, and with the Raptors not doing as as great, you're not getting a lot of that playoff money from them too. But I don't know. It, it I look at it as the next eighteen month or eighteen months are very critical for him to upgrade the back end. I do believe in Joseph Wall. Um, you know, and not just saying that because he's an, a Elaine Waugh client and Elaine was is uh, an agent that helps us out um, with RSG Hockey. But um, you know, I just think in in um, you know in terms does, of- does Elaine
1: do his own laundry? Uh,
0: well, if Cleaner starts getting out to Vegas, because lane- I was gonna say, yeah, Lane left us, uh, St. Louis to Vegas a couple of years ago, so uh, so yeah, they might have to branch over there. Um, but uh, yes, and use that promo code backland uh, to get uh, to get some money off again. We'll plug that again, but yeah, I, I think Tree has 18 months to figure this all out, and then because you already signed Matthews, you already signed Neilander. Now, July 1st, where's things at with Marner? It was always a difficult negotiation last time with him. It's not like it went to where Willies went, but, you know, is that the PC trade? And then that's one year left on John Tavares' deal is next year. And then somewhat you get some cap relief because the cap will go up, and then you're not paying John Tavares $11 million. So So um, John Tavares is probably more on the fact of uh, – um I don't know. You could say probably, you know, maybe 2.5 million to 3 million. You know, Patrice Bergeron did that. Then why can't he do that? And that's the argument that we're having, you're going to have in Tampa Bay is, you know, does Julian Brieswa go to Steven Stamkos and say, you know, Bergeron did it? You know, he signed for 3 million cents of bonuses. You're going to do that too. Or you got to walk. I don't know
1: where. We talk about teams all the time. And I mean, the teams that have won recently, I know. Us with the Kings and yeah, it's a little bit of maybe patting yourself on the back, but Mark and our group there, we just stock the shelves with picks like guys that are prospects yep. and it allows, you know, and obviously it's a new general manager, Rob Blake, and I talked about it, but you look at Brock Faber in Minnesota, right? Yep. He's he's a stud. I mean, they got Fiala for him, but when you have players like that, I mean, they didn't have room for Sean derzy on their back end. Right. Like who, how, how, how good, how good would Sean derzy who the Leafs threw into a trade with us as part of a package. Trevor Moore. Look at Toronto, Trevor Moore. Uh, and I realized, realized at the time, I know nobody expected Muzz to be injured and stuff. And Cliffy got, his career was shortened too. But when you look at what, and I think I said it, if I was, I would not pick up the phone. If I was Cal Dubas dealing with Rob Blake again in my lifetime, based on what, what ended up coming back to Toronto, even Grunstrom, uh plus the picks like i mean this brand they've got they they didn't have sean walker who's playing great in philadelphia had to move on from because there was no space for him uh it's amazing to think of the players that have given the, the bullets that were put into the shelves in la and then you look at the players that um that vegas was allowed to move on from great players like suzuki like guy players, like these are not just they gave up great players that they drafted on their own to bring in more seasoned guy, and that's how you get a banner. So if you don't have if you don't have stuff in your shelves, um, and and that's whether you do it like we got IFO through just cr- crazy hard uh, UFA free agent, college free agent. Like you can find ways to add assets to your shelf. Um, but you got it you got to have them and it allows you to make trades of significance and you see the kings whether you like the trade or not I know we talked about it so on but you have the bullets to pull off a Dubois trade and you still have an absolutely loaded stable uh, ready to move up into your into your um, into your big team and now you look at the Leafs I don't know what he looks like Easton Cowan's a great pick Uh, he seems to be coming around yeah. Um, the other Fraser,
0: kid Razor you know, bitten he didn't like
1: have he a world Bitton. juniors at all, which oh. is hard when a kid plays like that to come around and put a bow on him for a trade when he just had a world juniors like that. Not not that I'd say they're trying to trade him or anything, but that's certainly a name that would come up. And yeah, and then like and Nick Robertson's coming back and now he can't even get into your own lineup again. So I mean, the one kid, the finished defensive, I and mean, they were raving about somebody blew him up in an exhibition game, and I don't know if he's woke up yet. I can't remember that they showed the yeah, yeah, they that. showed the they oh, showed, they the, yeah, they showed the the replay in training camp there. But anyways, it, again, you gotta. I mean, everybody's looking at Brad Treloving and saying, "What are you gonna do next?" Well, it's it's very hard when someone you come into a library and there's no books in it, and yeah. somebody tells you, "You know, <laughs> it, it takes a while." Yeah,
0: that's why I say eighteen months. You know, Dubas Dubas left knowing that he he traded everything, knowing he probably wasn't coming back. You know, so and, and well,
1: that, if you look at his, tough. I mean, that's one thing to say if you're sitting there with you know, picks coming out, you almost have to set, like they've made a conscious effort to re-sign these players that they still want to win with. So that's their, their window is still open. But if, I mean, so what in, he's got a first, I don't think he has a second for like three or four years. Yeah. How do you evaluate yourself when you don't have any picks to <laughs> to make? Yes. Make picks. So it's a, it's just, a it's a unique situation to be in because when you're not prepared to, Give up the players that are going to stack, you know, stack some picks for your scouts to go to town. It's a tough one. So like, I say use that analogy. It's like doing the hundred yard dash in a ninety yard gym. It's a bit of a bit of a headache after a while.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we teased it at the start there. Uh, your thoughts on kind of what you might? You're in Toronto, but uh, so maybe the the Austin Matthews hype gets a little bit too much play there. I don't know, but uh, I know here in Edmonton. He is absolutely despised as a player. There's not much respect for him. Uh, It's pretty hard for Edmonton media and Edmonton fans to say that he's even a good goal scorer. Um, You know, all day yesterday on uh, Sports Talk Radio here is they say Matthews is the flamingo of the Leafs. Uh, He doesn't like to block shots, but yet he leads the, the team in block shots for forwards, has for several years um but uh you know obviously I'm gonna sound biased because I'm a, a guy that watches this guy every night I you know I'm not saying he's a perfect player because as Craig Button says and you know it this very well from your longtime executive days in the NHL and still watching the game you're never gonna find a f- perfect player but uh you know I do think the guy is an elite talent I do think he's in the conversation of the of the Connor McDavid's and the Leon Dryses and the Nathan McKnon um but uh you know you're kind of um your your view from where you are um in in toronto area that uh you know the hate that kind of matthews drives here in edmonton where it just fans just despise them and media despises them
1: too well, i'll throw it right back yeah. that that's just respect yeah i mean it's just respect how much respect they have for them it's yeah. like it's like whatever you use one of your you use one of your use one of our w i know we kind of wrestling fans that uh, use a wd they say when you come out and you get your biggest the most booze. Yeah, that's most respect. Right? respect you. Have. That's respect you have. Like I mean, how can you not look at what this guy does? Yeah. I mean, when the, and you want. I'm not a big analytics guy, but he's got more goals than anybody in the in the world yeah. over the last. Like and I mean, and he's on pace for what 60 or 70 this year.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so to say that he stinks, then somebody would ever pass the bong to the next guy if they think he can't play. Like that's just ridiculous. And I mean, I think I'll go back. I saw Connor. Um, Connor get, uh, and maybe it's the cheesy mustache. I'll go with that. If they want to get on him about that.
0: Well, is this and, weird? Cause like, so Matt, but Matthew says 58 block shots and McDavid has 18.
1: Okay. But Connor McDavid got interviewed the other day. And yeah. if, I mean, the question he got asked, he said, can you understand why when you go into Montreal, they just hate him. They boo him mercilessly And
2: yeah,
1: you just, it, of course you do. Cause he's the best player in the world Yeah. and you don't have him, And your fan base, you're all about your own team and he's not on your team. Now, Matthews, I mean, how, how can you not deny that he's just a phenomenal goal-scoring machine? And again, he's not the perfect, He's he, but you can't tell me that he hasn't worked hard. You'll find him coming back hard and stripping pucks and, and, and battling down low in situations. Is it consistent all the time? No. But you can't tell me for one second that this is not, like if you're rating the top five players in, in the world right now, uh he's one of them and unfortunately you know they talk about mckinnon and crosby kind of being the two-way machines right now uh if you're starting there but i mean austin matthews is a phenomenal phenomenal generational talent and anybody would want him but it's again and i love connor mcdavid so this is not this is not any but god forbid anybody get put in the same sentence as connor if you're an edmonton fan
2: yeah
1: we are gonna we're gonna have the heel turn and we're gonna boo you right off the ice because you're not in our superstars league
0: that's what it is. It's gone for minutes. Yeah, Edmonton media—they're—it's always a good battle. Even having some text messages yesterday. Well, didn't so. they boo Gretzky when he came back? They did. Yeah, they did. They did. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Very, I think, but set. like, that's the thing—is like, you know, you saw that on Saturday where McDavid was getting booed in Montreal, and it's just like that wasn't news to me because, like, and that's where I come out on like educated or non-educated fans. Like, I know, I think we can say Edmonton fans are very passionate, but this will probably be a shot to them. Not very well educated in the terms of hockey because it's like, like most Edmonton fans, I know all they'll do is just watch an another game. Like they won't sit there and watch say San Jose versus Arizona, or they won't watch, you know um, the penguins versus even the capitals. Like they're so invested in their team. And I get it. Cause you're passionate about your team. But if you watch even like you can just tie it back. So Montreal has a seven game homestand and Connor Bernard got booed there. like, it's Connor Bernard, Sidney Crosby, who loves Montreal growing up saying he's a Habs fan also gets booed there. Alex Ovechkin booed there. So it's like, that's the history that the Canadians organization does and the fans do. But like, when you go to Montreal as a visiting player, I've never heard one person say how bad it is to play there. They love playing there. They say it's the best theater. You know, you got the best anthem in Chicago and you got the, probably the best fans in theater in Montreal. So You know,
1: that's for sure. Even when they're struggling, it's one of those rings, you just feel the energy coming up. Uh, and even like when they do a, when they do a tribute or something, like I I think we were there one night when one of the, one of the legends had passed and they do that where they have the empty chair and they, it's, it's might've been rocket for sure, but it's, it is so well done and so professional that it's, it's incredible. It was almost the only energy I would say I could match it. And it's probably because my fan side as well was I was at both of the Solomon games, uh, his last little tour here and the emotions in the building that night were like, like nothing I've ever seen. Like as far as the tears and the, and the, I think just watching Daryl Sittler on the blue line and with him or at center ice still brings a tear to my eye. But but yeah. that's passionate fan base. I mean, crap, look at a, I was laughing. I sent Alec Martinez a text when the Detroit lions won that playoff game and they're showing people like weeping in the stands and stuff. And he's like, I feel like I just won my fourth Stanley Cup like that's how yeah. his entire existence has been an Lions fan and just watching them choke and gag and choke and gag so yeah. uh the only difference is the Lions don't have like the Leafs everybody goes back and talks about I like when Leaf when I get my Woodbridge hockey Toronto Maple Leaf fan between twenty and 30 that they're bragging about the sixty seven cup <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 you know what I
1: mean hey, we got more cups than you got this and I'm like hey you weren't even a you weren't even a a cigarette in your dad's <laughs> Yeah. You weren't even a date yet with your dad and your mom when they last won that cup. So, right. I, But I do think the fan base is worthy of that kind of run and championship. And that's the same thing. I'd love to see a passionate fan base like Vancouver find a way to keep this thing going yeah. and, uh, and make it interesting as well. Because I think everybody, every Canadian market deserves a chance to have that feeling. And uh, and Leafs Montreal used to just check it back and forth in the old day. Yeah. And I mean, imagine Winnipeg winning a Stanley cup, like my God, how yeah. can you not love that thought?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, we'll finish up on this, the PWHL, uh, feuds, uh, from what you've seen so far and how it's gone to, to the first month here, um, you know, so talk some women's hockey here. Um, pretty exciting to see what they're doing and there's been, been some pretty good games too, haven't there?
1: Yeah. I, I just amazed at the, again, the contact, um, there's some, there's some big hits being thrown out there. The yeah. skill set, the hands, the um, like some of the individual goals are just like like somebody I was the other night. Somebody came in and went up, like quick upstairs bar down, and you had to do a quick. Was that Patrick Kane or was that
2: yeah. Trevor Zegris? And it's it's
1: amazing. It's a, it's amazing the skill set. Now, did Toronto win last night? Uh, they lost again. Yeah, yeah. They okay, now this is my problem. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. In true Toronto form. <laughs> if they start cuz I know they lost the home opener. Yeah, they lost and, 2-1 last night, I believe. Yeah, and and they're such a good team, but I mean, I can still hear now I'm starting to hear the buzz of the Toronto market getting on our women's team already. So. Actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on. That's their come on Toronto Nation, let's back off. I mean, holy smokes. Yeah. They've been in the, they've been that they've, the, they've been a franchise for 2 weeks
0: exactly let them breathe a bit let them breathe a bit
1: so uh i could watch sarah nurse play hockey. i mean i still she's just the hockey sense and that that whole the athleticism and stuff of the family's pretty 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 unique but that's uh it's just fun to watch and it's been and it's great to see uh it's great to see the the amount of fan support that's been there and, and rightfully so the games have been very very exciting yeah uh
0: we'll finish up on the Oilers here just real a, a real quick rip on them uh 11 game heater right now a uh, big game against Seattle Seattle just flew from out east to three games four nights they fly in Edmonton uh finishing off a six game road trip from what it looks like uh so it doesn't look like a, a good game for Seattle to, to walk into but anything can happen that's why it's the NHL but uh all the others have done, um, you know, that Stoffer puts it out uh, since this, since this, since this. It's always the best, best, best. So, you know, they're 19 and three. So they're not the best team from the start to the year. So we don't really care about those guys, <laughs> but we just care about the team that's best since like November 9th. But uh, whatever the record is, what the record is, and the stats are what the stats are for sure. But uh, all it was is a new coach coming in and a, and a Hall of Fame assistant coach coming in on the back end. There was no other trades. There was no signings. Okay. There was nothing. We remember
1: else. at the time, at the time, everybody was like, this is not about the coach. This is nothing. on Woody. Yeah. This is, uh, it's all. And now, now it's Knoblock should be, you know, the Jack Adams should be renamed to Chris Knoblock Award. And I love knobs, but it's like, and I, I mean, Woody did a wonderful job there as well, but it's, uh, it's amazing that happens when you get, you start to play better defensively. I mean, their stars are clearly their stars. I mean, it, that, other than that, you should send – make sure Hyman goes to your barbershop because the other day he was getting interviewed, and I, I was like he looked like Jimmy Olsen from the Daily Planet with that.
0: I think most so – Tell him to a reasons.
1: little yell and get a little fade going, but yeah. I think Zach Hyman, th- there's not the perfect hockey player, but from a coach's standpoint, he might be as close to bet the most coachable hockey player. And to see what he's doing, um, that's the one – if I were the Leaf fans, I'd want to shoot somebody to see that one got away because – Uh, they keep trying to audition guys to play on on the line with Marner and 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 uh, Matthews or anybody because Zach Hyman just can play with anybody and to think that somehow in the all-star format they have to pull somebody out of a place just because you have to have one guy uh, and Zach Hyman with the year he's having doesn't get to play in his hometown in an all-star game now that sucks yeah sucks completely but so I will say uh I will I will put my Zach Hyman uh you thank you for allowing this team to get out of their doldrums while you continued to carry them on your back while everybody else got their act together because clearly connor and Dry's Idol are who they are and see, you know now evander kane you know that he's gone through injuries they've got so many weapons there uh, i would like to see them find a way to add a defenseman and i still it looks great and i mean you gotta be it's like the same thing you shine it up and you're like okay uh now we've that's the skinner we want. Okay. You got Jack Campbell as your fourth easier backup in Bakersfield now, I think, which is not conducive to solid cap management. And uh and you hope that Pickard, when it gets dialed up a notch, that they're not looking back at that goaltending and going, hmm, we didn't address it, or maybe you can't address it, but you you can't as easy it is to look at the fact that they're eleven in a row, everybody expected them to be able to be eleven and zero. They just expected them to come out of the gate eleven and zero. Yeah. So They've also proven that they're capable of when things aren't going well in net, losing a lot of games. So, it's a it's a tough it's a tough sticky situation. But I'll tell you, they're fun to watch, and they I mean, when you got those guys up front. But right now, if somebody gets hurt, I don't care what team he's on, uh, you don't go to the next, you don't go to Chicago and keep going down the roster to find out who the next All Star is because Bedard can't come you freaking get Hyman on a bus and try to get him back to Toronto for the all-star game. Cause he deserves it. Yeah,
0: for sure. Great way to end feuds. Um, have a good weekend. Thanks for everything. Uh, um, uh, thanks for, uh, for, uh, all the things that you do and, uh, yeah, uh, all the best, uh, here as the, as the weekend gets going and, uh, get some good games. It's, uh, Hockey Day in Canada for uh, Roger Sportsnet on Saturday. I know last time uh, that was happening, you were with uh, Lanny McDonald and Owen Sound, so it was pretty, uh, pretty cool for you. So they're in Victoria this time around. but uh, So I'll be watching that on the tube, watching uh, our good friends, uh, Elliot and Kevin and uh, Ron. I mean,
1: I'm glad your sponsors got you all greased and slicked back for yeah. your fan-out game tonight. You're going to be falling out of that press box with your team at one end and your team at the other end. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do the, old, your- uh, do the old Seinfeld, half face paint, blue and white, half play, red mm-hmm. and gold or red and <laughs> flames colors and just let her go.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Feuds have a good one. Thank you, you so care, much. Our NHL news and notes segment is brought to you by Sheena Boychuk. Yes. You heard that last name, right? That Sheena Boychuk as a licensed realtor. Sheena has you covered to buy and sell your home in this hot market. She also offers home consulting services to help you upgrade your living space. Check her website out at sheenaboychuk.com and tell her the Two Months podcast sent you. Realty by Design, your design approach to real estate.
2: Coach Rupp, here from Two Months. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Now let's grab a knee. Have I got a deal for you? We have teamed up with Manscaped and we can save you some big time coin this upcoming NHL season. Guys, are your sticks and pucks getting hairy in the corners? And gals, is your goalie still using horsehair coopers? Well, let's wake up! Use the code 2 Muts to save 20% plus free shipping on Manscaped products. Listen, we all love to score and we all want to win the cup. Why not do it on a fresh, clean, smooth sheet of ice? That way we all win. Manscaped is the only way to go. Again, the code is 2 muts to save 20% plus free shipping on Manscaped products. Now let's bring it in. Manscaped on three. One, two, three.
0: Muts fans, it's now time to uh, hand out our tickets to our Edmonton Oilers in Calgary Flames contest uh, for the Battle of Alberta on the weekend here, Saturday night hockey night in Canada. Um, so we'd like to thank uh, everyone for uh, taking part and, uh, joining along here. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, we had a, uh, some new sponsors join us too. So thanks for them for, for jumping in and helping out uh, making this cause possible. Um, you know so without further ado uh thanks to our friends at manscaped for helping us out and they're the ones that picked these two winners so our first winner is amy Dollywall. so amy congratulations you are going to the game on saturday night and our second winner is pedro garmero uh so congratulations to amy and pedro uh you are two winners um so uh check your uh, dms in our uh, administration team We'll uh, find a way to reach out to you. And, um, yeah, so it's pretty sweet. Uh, handed uh, some things over from our podcast over to a, to a new company. So uh, they're doing all our promotional stuff and uh, all our uh, messages back and forth. So it's uh, pretty sweet um, in terms of that. And, um, yeah, thanks for everyone for joining in. Uh, congratulations to our two winners. Uh, we'll look forward to maybe probably doing another contest uh, for the return of the Battle of Alberta in February in Edmonton. So stay tuned to that. Um congrats and uh, have a good weekend everyone cheers and take care and uh, be well be happy be humble <laughs>